Welcome to the Blue Collar Nation podcast, the podcast dedicated to making the lives of blue collar business owners better. Before we start the show, may we ask you for a quick favor. Eric and Larry work very hard at delivering the best free content possible. Please help them out by going to iTunes and subscribing, and please leave them a five-star review. Also, feel free to share the podcast with your friends and peers. Now, on to the show. Hello, this is Larry from Blue Collar Nation, and I am here with my insightful business partner, the tech whisperer, Mr. Eric Sprigg. How are you doing today, Eric? It's my favorite part of the day, Larry. It's the only time you're nice to me. I think <laughs> call, call I use that. Insight, insightful, I'll take it. I, that's the second time I use the word. It was kind of on the fly. It worked the first time. Put a smile on oh, Okay. All right, there we go. So we have, I'm going to get right to it today because we have a really cool guest today. We have Mike Michalowicz. And I think I got your name right there. I practiced it. it for a whole week. And Mike <laughs> is a small business columnist for the Wall Street Journal. He has written many books, The Toilet Paper Entrepreneur, The Pumpkin Plan, Profit First, Clockwork, and most recently, Fix This Next. And he helps contractors be better contractors. And Mike's going to get a whole all lot businesses. more into it. All businesses as well. All businesses. And the book's really insightful. So look, I would suggest reading it. We just read it. But Eric, take the floor and let's get going with Mike. Sure. Yeah. Mike's on a time crunch. So we want to get right to it because this book is amazing. Uh, Mike, and fix this next. One of the biggest questions you kind of posed, you know, brought up was that entrepreneurs are horrible at knowing what to fix when their business isn't running the way they want it to. Like, yeah. My, my opening question is, why, and Larry and I are certainly guilty of that. Why are we so blind to what to do next? Yeah, it's the, uh, it's the bane of all humanity. It's just how our mind operates. We see the apparent issues in front of us, and when we address an apparent issue, there's a dopamine release. It's like a, like a little juice, shot of juice, because we fixed something. So most businesses stay in this constant, uh, owners are constantly addressing all the apparent issues. It feels like we're checking stuff off the list. Of course, the long-term consequences, the business isn't moving forward. Many businesses are on the hamster wheel and frustrated by it. So what I identified to fix this next is we need a compass, if you will, a way to pinpoint not what we want to do for the business or what we think the business needs, but what the business truly needs from us. What's the one most important thing and by definition of the word most, there can only be one thing. And so Fix This Next is a compass to pinpoint, this is actually what your business needs from you. And we need to devote our excess resources, our efforts to resolving it. We need to maintain the business as usual, but we need to prioritize the right thing. And uh, most business owners by default are not because, because there's so, listen, I come into work, there's a thousand emails, there's a hundred questions outside the door it's very easily to be distracted by that and satisfy those things and feel like a hero at the end of the day. But the, then it becomes Groundhog's Day. Every day repeats. Yeah. So Fix This Next is about pinpointing the one thing the business actually needs from you. So, so do you think that we mistake activity for accomplishment? And that's part of it? Yeah, of course. You nailed it. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And it's, it's the short-term reward for long-term sacrifice or long-term compromise. Okay. And you see this in a lot of things. Like, you know, if, you, if everyone smokes... Uh, every smoker on this planet knows it's deadly, it's dangerous, you shouldn't do it. Everyone knows that. We don't need to educate smokers on that anymore. But the reward is you take a, a drag of a cigarette, you feel confidence or you feel right. a chill 
there's a, there's immediate benefit. The, the analogy maybe is not perfect, but it's very similar that in business when we're operating and just doing those quick hits, there actually is a sense of relief in the moment. Yeah. But long-term it can be cancerous for our business. Yeah. So we have to overcome that. And uh, it's very hard to do it out of just self-discipline saying, you know what, focus on the big thing. We actually need to know what the big thing is and that needs to be predominantly in front of us so that we stay focused on it. Yeah, well that, that leads really to the next question. In the book, you know, you talk about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I would think probably most people listening know that, but then you made your own pyramid with the business hierarchy of needs. Can you explain how that works? And then maybe we can start kind of sussing out how to use it. Yeah, and I'll connect them. So just a quick primer on Maslow. Maslow studying human needs foundationally says we all have physiological needs. We need to breathe air, drink water, eat food for our base survivability. If we can't do that, nothing else on this planet matters. But once that's satisfied adequately, we move to safety, protection from physical harm, financial harm, shelter from the elements. Once that's satisfied, we keep elevating. Highest level he has is self-actualization, living one's life's purpose. What Maslow argued at any time um, a base level needs not satisfied, we will instinctually respond to it. Like if, if, if someone puts, you know, duct tape over your nose and mouth, you will know that you're not getting oxygen. You will start suffocating. We will take immediate action to remove that tape. Well, the business argument of needs is the realization that just like human, the human genome or genetic makeup of humanity is 99.5% the same. Outwardly, we have different genders, different height, different skin color but internally we're identical. Well, if you look at business externally, the skin type and the height and the way it's different, but internally a pizza shop is foundationally the same as an accounting shop. So what I did was I made a hierarchy of needs like Maslow for business. Very similar with one significant difference. Foundationally, every business needs sales. That's the auction for business. If you don't sales, your business is suffocating. Sales needs to be adequately satisfied to then elevate to the protection level or safety, which is profit. Profit brings about stability. And we see it right now with this pandemic going on. Businesses that were not focused on profit and only sales have gone out of business because they had no runway. Yeah. Once sales is serviced, then we go to the next level called order. Order is a creation of efficiency. The ultimate asset test is there's no dependency on the owner. Once that's satisfied, we move to impact. Impact is the creation of transformation for clients. It's not the transaction anymore. It's now about how you're changing people's lives for the better permanently. The highest level is permanence. permanence. I call it legacy. This is where we build businesses that are designed to live on for generations. Right. So very similar. If the base is ever compromised, we have to revert to it. The one great distinction between Maslow and the business hierarchy of needs is that we are not instinctually wired into our business. We, we think we are, we're not. Like if the three of us went out for dinner, we're like, hey, let's go back to the hotel. We take a shortcut down a dark alley. And all of a sudden we're like, something's not right here. That's our instincts triggering that sight, smell, hearing. We should turn around, you know, some, something bad's gonna happen. Conversely though, in our business, we're not wired in. We're not, you know, our sight, smell is not neurologically wired into the body of our business. Therefore, our gut instinct often just addresses the apparent, what's immediately in front of us. And we're like, yeah, I gotta do this. So what we need to do is defer to empirical data. A gut instinct is a good beacon saying, you know, we should investigate this, but we need to look at the data that backs it. Do we actually have a sales problem? Many business owners right now think they have sales problems when it's profit problem. And by looking at the data, we can see, no, you know what? We actually have some sales and they're adequate. We're just not extracting profit from it. I need to focus on the profit level of the business hierarchy of needs and so forth. 
Yeah. No, it's really interesting. You had a story in the book from a friend of ours, Tersh Blissett. Tersh has been on the, the show twice, so most of the listeners know who he is. And, uh, you know, you had that story about where, you know, in like 15 or 30 minutes, he identified the problem that he probably had been struggling with for years, you know, and just finally used your system because that's what your thing is. I mean, your, your BHN is a system to identify. Yeah. You know, we all talk about systems in business, but, you know, Larry and I were talking before, we didn't have a problem-solving system. We would have loved to have a problem-solving system, you know. You know what the, pro- the problem that Tersh had, which I had, which you may have, folks listening in may have, is Tersh was scratching that itch at certain times. Like, he's like, oh, we have a prospecting problem. And then he would just scratch a little bit and then move to the next thing, never seeing something through. So he used the business hierarchy of needs. Um, he thought, and this was interesting, he thought when he first read, he says, you know, I've been in business for a long time. I'm at the impact level. I need to start transforming not just my clients' lives, but the lives of my community. So he's focused on this high level need. And I'm using air quotes around that because all these levels work in succinct in uh, coordination with each other, but no level is really higher than the other. It's not like we're climbing a ladder here. It's like building more of a structure. You can go higher levels, but you need a bigger and bigger, stronger foundation to support higher levels. So Church, like, I'm more focused on impact. He ran this analysis and said, no, you got the most basic prospecting issue. You're, you're taking anybody as opposed to the right body. Right. And once he had clarity on that, I think, for at least as I researched what he was doing and speaking with him, is he, he finally pushed through. Instead of kind of haphazardly saying, yeah, we need more prospects and better prospects, he pinpointed who the avatar was which was just as much about saying yes to the right people as saying no to the wrong people. Totally. And he started concentrating on the area. If I recall correctly, it was about 15 minutes that it just really took to pinpoint what to work on and about another 15 minutes to really nail down the avatar and next 15 months or 15 years of sticking with it. That's the key. Is he going to stick with this new avatar? Right. Well, I will tell you what happened in the first year because now he's a year or two into this. In the first year, he had more revenue generated in summer than ever before. Now, he's in, in HVAC, air conditioning specifically. And for the layperson like me, I'm like, oh, well, summer is the, the time everyone wants air conditioning. Of course, you had more sales then. He goes, no, no, summer is when everyone needs the repairs. He yeah. goes, we have more transactions, lower dollar point. He goes, actually, summer is a more challenging period. It's in the fall and the spring where we make real money until now. Once he identified his true prospect was and started catering to them, he was actually able to change his numbers for summer to make it the most profitable uh, summer ever. Yeah, that's amazing. And to do it in 15 minutes after all these years trying to, to, to get at it, you, you know. Um, so, so, you know, I, I know we're crunched for time and I want, I want the listeners to hear what the process from A to Z would be then. So if you could walk everybody through identification and then implementing this system sure. to, to use. Okay, so step one is really just first acknowledging, I guess this is like uh, like a 12-step program here, but first we have to acknowledge we have a problem. And the real simple analysis you can do in your own business is look at where you are today and uh, look where you were a year ago. Is it replicating? Are you, still ha- are you still stuck in a pattern? If you are, whatever you're doing is not working. And many people think if I just hustle and grind it out long enough, things are gonna turn. Well, if you can't do that in a year or two or some businesses five or 10, it ain't working. So first we acknowledge that 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 has to change. 
the second step is the implementation of the business hierarchy of needs. And what I tell people is that little chart I explained, starting at sales, then profit, going all the way up to legacy. We just put it on our wall. And what it does is it simply challenges to ask, where is the real problem, the biggest problem my business has? Now, one other thing about that business hierarchy of needs is I researched out hundreds of businesses for the book. I've now interviewed and spoke with thousands of businesses over my lifetime as being an author for small business and discovered that um, any business of any size falls within this hierarchy. So if you're a solopreneur, micro enterprise of one, you still will have these needs within your business. It doesn't matter that you're just one person. A business is a business. And the mega enterprises like Amazon lives by this too. On, on March you know, 14th, before the COVID crisis really set in, Amazon arguably was focusing on impact and legacy levels. March 15th or whatever, when the COVID crisis became a true pandemic and there was doing these shutdowns, uh, Amazon itself, the mighty Amazon reverted right to the base level foundational need of sales and said, we got to reinvent how we sell. We're going to move to essential items, prioritize those over prime, historically prime items. They actually changed their entire model. And as a result, they actually have more sales than ever before because of that shift, because they were accommodating to the new needs that came about. Hi, this is Jerry Myron, one of the on-demand trainers for RectorSeal. We offer free live on-demand training for the professional contractor. Our training covers the HVAC, plumbing, fire stop, and electrical trades. You can register for your free training at RectorSeal.com. We can't wait to meet you. So we then have to put this hierarchy in front of us and we ask, where do we sit within this hierarchy? Now, there's actually five, what I call core needs at every level. So there's five levels, sales, profit, and so forth, but there's also five core needs within each level. So sales, you have things like prospecting, converting clients, actually collections, collecting on the obligation of the client to pay, use part, delivering. There's even this thing called lifestyle congruence, making sure that your sales matches what you actually need in your lifestyle. That's why we started our business in the first place. Exactly. You go to profit, there's, there's debt leveraging and other things, and we keep moving up. So we need to do is analyze, and we always start at the foundation, we just ask our questions. Have we adequately satisfied lifestyle congruence? Have we adequately satisfied prospecting? And the key word here, and I realize this is a variable, is adequate. More sales, for example, is not necessarily a good thing. I've heard some, some you know, pundits say, sales cures everything. And that's totally not true. Larry, sales Larry and I lived through that whole, we through that whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Listen, there's some people that are, that actually, sadly, I have a friend, this is about a year ago now. He had a $250 million company. That was his sales. They did major construction. They did not focus on profit. They had one project. It was a big project, but they mishandled it in, in regards to cash flow. It, it collapsed the entire company. Hundreds and hundreds of people have lost their jobs because they focus on more sales. They didn't focus on more profit. So these work relationally. We need adequate sales to support profit. We need adequate profit to support organizational efficiency. We need adequate efficiency to support impact and so forth. So we look at this chart, we always start at the base and say, is it adequate at this point? And if it is, we move to the next level and address it and, and so forth. At any time, we can ping pong around and go back to the base and strengthen that foundation in order to build higher levels above it. They all work relationally. The final element is once you know where you are, and I actually have an online test. It's a free test. You can just do this very quickly. If you prefer not to take the test in the book, you can just do it online. The, the last step is doing, using a technique called OMEN. It stands for setting, it's an acronym, setting an objective. What do you want to fix? I want more clients. 
setting measurements, which is the definition of more clients. You know, I need five clients a week who bring in 5,000 per head or something. So you define it. Most businesses, by the way, know to do that. But they leave it there. They do a set it and forget it. They say, okay, we need more clients, 25,000 a week. Let's go for it. And then they ignore it. And a year later, like, oh, that didn't happen. My gosh, we're still stuck. And they, they repeat the process. It's the other two elements that are key. E stands for evaluation frequency. How often are we gonna check to see our progress? And this is a calendared event. We have to make sure we're reviewing things. You know, once a week or once a month. But how are we, making, how are we progressing on the goal we set? And measuring the milestones. N stands for nurture. And what it is, is the flexibility. When we set an objective and goal today, it's under the knowledge and awareness we have of that day. Now, as we move forward, things may change. You know, we may have different data sets. We may say, oh, we don't have a client, uh, a prospecting issue. We have a client conversion issue. We have all the prospects in the world. They're not becoming clients. So that's called nurturing, giving ourselves the freedom and actually the directive to modify our parameters based upon our new understanding as we move along. Yeah. That's called OMEN. And once you know what to do within the BHN, use the OMEN as the framework on how to resolve those needs. Yeah. And Mike, in the book, you, 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 you have... Uh, a website link where they can go to get some tools to use this in addition to. So where, where do they go to get those? Yeah. So the, the site's fixthisnext.com, okay. same title as the book. And at fixthisnext.com, there's free tools, but there's also that evaluation I referred to. It's a big red button. Hopefully you can't miss it. It says take the free eval. There's no downloads or any of that stuff. It takes maybe maybe 15 minutes, uh, maybe five minutes to go through. It's all yes, no answers. Um, just back it with data, make sure you're answering factually and it'll spit out and tell you exactly where you are, not just the level, but it'll tell you within that level, what exact action needs to be taken so you can address your vital need of your business. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Sorry for the interruption. Here's a quick message from the boys. Hey, Larry here from Morning Tech Meeting. And how often do you hire a technician and train them in the technical skills? how to turn a wrench, how to ha hammer a hammer, how to do things like that. You don't train them in the soft skills on how to deal with your clients. You don't train them how to look them in the eye. You don't train them how to deal with any problems. You don't train them how to upsell. You don't train them how to do the things that the tech whisperer can train them to do. We had a, our own blue collar service business for 12 years. Eric, tell them about Morning Tech Meeting. Go ahead, yeah. you got the floor. Sure. Well, like, like many blue collar service business owners, we had our share of uh, callbacks and phone calls with unhappy clients and people not communicating well out in the field and all those things. So I decided to dedicate my life to training technicians on the soft skills. And once we did that, we started getting all five star reviews, callbacks went way down, up sales went way up. And then once we reached a certain point, we had companies wanting to buy our business because it was running so smoothly. And what we did after we sold was we started a business called morningtechmeeting.com. And you get the same lessons that I gave our guys all those years in a video format for your team so that you can get all the five-star reviews and no callbacks and upsells and all that low monthly fee, Go to morningtechmeeting.com. There's also, Larry, there's some free videos there, isn't there? Yep. You can put your email address in. We'll send you a bunch of free videos. You'll be totally happy and impressed. And your guys will be so pleased that you're investing in them by getting them a coach in the Tech Whisperer every day. It's a big deal. 
Uh, I know you need to go, but I, I'd like to finish with one question. You talked earlier about the the business hierarchy and you know companies being turnkey. What what percentage of companies do you think the owner ever gets to turnkey? Do you oh, have any data sadly, on that? I think it's I think it's it's under five percent, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's one or two percent. And that's that's the ultimate sin because the reason we start our businesses inevitably there's two reasons, and usually it's coupled together. One is personal freedom. I want to do what I want when I want. Second reason is financial freedom. I don't want to ever worry about bills again. And it's the greatest irony. We start our businesses and the two things that don't happen are personal freedom, we're trapped by our business, or financial freedom. We can't pay our bills. It's check to check survival. The funny thing is if we achieve personal freedom, meaning we make it turnkey where the business isn't dependent upon us, it also supports financial freedom because now you have a business that's generating money without your effort. That's the definition of financial freedom too. And that's a saleable business. A business that doesn't depend on the owner will dictate a premium in the market because the new owner says, hey, I just plug and play with this thing. I'll pay a lot of money for that. If the business is dependent on the owner, I would never buy that business because the day the owner retires or leaves, the business is gone. I don't want that. Well, you so, just bought a job. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, exactly. I don't want to exactly, buy a job. Turnkey is a necessity, yet many business owners never focus on it, even though it ultimately serves their heart's desire. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Mike, we know, you're, we know you gotta go, but we just wanna thank you so much for coming on. That was really awesome. We urge cool. everybody to go read this book. Uh, Larry and I really wish we had it several years ago, thank but you, you know, we have another business now, so we're gonna use it right now. <laughs> I hope so, it serves you well. So thank you, and I hope uh, we can do this again when you have a, a little longer form. I'd be honored. Eric, thank you. Thank Eric, you. See Appreciate you it. Thanks, Take Mike. Care. You guys, bye. Thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Nation podcast. For more information on what Eric and Larry do, please visit www.morningtechmeeting.com or visit us on our Facebook page, Blue Collar Consulting. Thank you and see you back here next week with another amazing episode of the Blue Collar Nation podcast.